Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Questionable to Return podcast. As always, I'm Andy with my buddies, Mike. Hey, I'm here. And Pete. Hey, howdy, hi. Oh, I missed oh, that. Oh, man, we did it. I missed that. Yep, we're, we're back. We're finally back. We tried to hold the fort together without you last time. It was rough. No, it wasn't. It was awesome. It was fine, but... It was way better. Oh, okay. Right? No? Okay. I don't know. I know I missed it's you. It's a completely different dynamic. It is very... You, it especially is with, with the two, because like, like, there was a couple points where I was trying to look something up, and poor Pete just tried to... Try to keep it together, like keep talking. You have to ramble on and still make eye contact to the point where, like, did I find what I was looking up? I'm or not, not good. I'm not good with words, so that was tough for me. Very tough. Thanks a lot. Well, what's but you did good. What's did nice good. with three is there are times where if the other two people are kind of having more of a conversation, you could, you have like a few minutes to collect your thoughts and <laughs> take a nap. <laughs> yeah, take a nap. So what you been doing? Uh, I've been. Uh, a real jet setter. By jet setter, I mean Kia Soul setter. Just going to Madison back J-E-T-S, and forth. Jets, 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 jets. Absolutely, take that, Cowboys. <laughs> I have Cowboys. I have, uh, Cowboys tears taste the best. <laughs> yeah, how hey, are they doing? Hey, nephew here? Peyton, let's not destroy another electronic <laughs> don't, device. Don't okay? break electronics. We don't want to lose our best in- listener here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, let's not. Nephew Peyton decided to. Shatter his phone because he's a cowboy fan. Hey, was, now you have now you have dad now you have dad's phone, so you can shatter that one. Go for it. That was after a loss to the, to the Packers. Packers, and at least you know the Packers are a good team. After losing to the Jets, I'm guessing then he had a throw. I guess you you kind of realize our team's terrible. Throw something through the TV yeah. at that point. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Swear off football for the year. Anyway, back hey, to basketball you, season. Back to you, Mike. I've been uh, I've been to Madison a bunch lately. I went to the Badgers Michigan game, which was great because Michigan fans were just. Down, that would have been awesome. Down 35 to nothing. They were just having a miserable, miserable time. <laughs> that was great. We, we've owned Michigan. Yeah. We might as well just like sign over the deed. We'll get yeah. just take Michigan over. The UP is ours. Battle for the UP. Love it. Oh, it's over. So where'd you so where'd you sit? Student section? No. I was across directly across from it on the other end zone by the field house. It was uh it was fun though. It's a little college reunion. Some former roommates I hadn't seen in a while. It's kind of like old times' sake, except we're all old and get sleepy from trying to drink. Yeah. So I have a coworker that has bought a ticket package in the student section. And what he told me, which I was kind of shocked, but maybe you can elaborate. There's actually families that buy like secondhand those tickets. I don't feel like it's a good parenting choice, but maybe you could it is, dive in. I find that weird. So my brother is actually someone who did that. He's had tickets ever since he was a student and when he first graduated his wife and him they both bought student section tickets because they were still at that point they're just out of college but they kept them for they kept buying them like that for several years before moving to alumni and you see random like older people sometimes in the student section which I don't, I wouldn't want to be, you have to stand the whole game. Right. <laughs> the old people stand up. The rest of the stadium stands up only for the band. But, Student section stands for the whole game. I want to sit down. But what he mentioned, because he said that a couple, like he's seen a couple like families come in and with kids and stuff like that. I was just like, are they, 
are the students actually respectable enough to be around that? And like they said, they actually did a pretty pretty decent job of being normal humans. Well, yeah, and it depends. Sometimes what happens is uh, people will buy tickets for like a parent to come sit in the student section because the parent's just the kind of person who wants to sit with the students and act crazy. <laughs> so I guess I can't relate to that. I couldn't ever imagine, ever picture my parents in the student section jumping <laughs> around I couldn't and either. yelling. So. I don't know. I guess just uh, to each their own. But, so, he, yeah. so he shared a couple of stories about how the student section, which I wasn't, I guess, aware of. Maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. But that you have to like single file in and as the order which you're actually entering, like the bowl is where you have to go. And they're very, very strict yeah. on anybody trying to time it or leapfrog over to sit in certain places. Yeah, it is first come, first serve on game day because they, they want to reward the people who aren't you know, tailgating, you show up to the stadium early, you get the better seats. The people who tailgate and don't show up until halfway through the first quarter, they get bad seats. When I was in school, it was a voucher system. You didn't get football tickets. You got vouchers and then you could turn them in together for tickets starting on the Wednesday before a home game at the Kohl Center. You had to go to the Kohl Center ticket office. So we had a group that we would camp out starting a few days before Wednesday to hold first spot in line and you'd sign up for shifts so then we would get like front row seats for our group turn in a bunch of vouchers and then tailgate and party and be the people who are late to the game <laughs> still have good seats so they crack down on that i get why I get why it's kind of unfair to the people who are the non-troublemakers <laughs> maybe it's just a different era yeah maybe I was at school with the era of ruining everything for everyone else. Of you know, Halloween's got to be changed. That happened all through our lives, though. The skunk games were canceled. Yeah, in grade school. <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. We had the the skunk games were like the students against the teachers. Yeah, which I was really looking forward to that. Which like, was so a, fun. We had a pretty good, pretty good class. I could have, but it wasn't the could bad, have taken it to. It wasn't the bad kids that ruined that, wasn't it? The good kids. <laughs> it was everyone that ruined it. It was everyone was just bad. Yeah. They said no. I don't, I don't know. Because that was so... I knew on a few occasions the police were called. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. It was so fun, though. The select when, few. When when you'd be beating the teachers at, like, tug of war or that kind of stuff, or I can't remember what all the events were. It was like Donkey basketball? What was yeah. that? Was that high school? <laughs> so. There was some donkey basketball donkey stuff. Basketball. I'm glad that one was canceled. So no, much poop had, on the gym floor. Well, they had the poop bags on, but they don't oh, work. Yeah, they they don't, don't work great once no. you're actually playing yeah, basketball. Guy with a shovel or... <laughs> following them but yeah I, I don't think the donkeys had a good time <laughs> no yeah no so maybe that's just the story of our lives everywhere we go fun stuff gets canceled yep that sounds all right my school like destroyed the mifflin block party oh you uh you guys some of the rowdy people who <laughs> from like we're uh, oshkosh crew that came in like destroyed it yeah that got canceled i used to live on mifflin it's probably a good thing that thing was just like chaos, especially of de- li- degenerates living there. Yeah. So yeah. Thanks. traveling, traveling to Nick's cabin got canceled. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because of us. Yep. <laughs> yep. Commissioner Nick's cabin got turned into tent city. Yeah, it was our fault, I guess. Though. <laughs> our fault. It looked like that. It looked like that area, the Skid Row of Los Angeles. Tent city, that's what it looked like, and we weren't allowed to go there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. We. It's been a good life. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't know when Unky comes with a six shooter tied to the side of his 
Hip, I'm okay. I'm okay leaving that one behind. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It wasn't our fault. Some some uncles showed up with you know guns and whiskey, and I, I would just say, started shooting in the river. I'd say we're innocent there. Yeah, oh yeah, we're good. It goes into the thing and starts waving her. Never mind. Moving on. But yeah, that that was uh, that's what I was. At. I was just in Madison again this week, and again another big crush of a Michigan team for homecoming. That was, was good times. Fourth shutout. That's unbelievable. Of the year. I, think I mean, I like the stat where the crazy. defense has outscored the the offense. Yeah. The opponent's offense. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, two games they gave up fourteen and fifteen, and that's it. That that defense is just solid. Which is yeah. not what I mean. We 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 previewed a little bit, and I think you talked about how there wasn't a real a big real standout on defense that we could kind of put a finger on. And we didn't know how that was going to turn out, and that turns out to be like one of the strengths of this team. Yeah, I was actually worried about the defense uh, just because they replaced so many starters. There's a lot of question marks. It seemed like other than Chris Orr at inside linebacker was one of the only guys I had a lot of faith in coming back. But yeah, I guess I guess you'll see they haven't really... I mean, they played Michigan and Michigan State, but that, I don't think they're to their fullest best Michigan-Michigan State you could face, so... I think it'll be interesting once they face start facing like Iowa and and Ohio yeah, State Ohio and State even Minnesota's undefeated too. So yeah. it'll be a, a pretty interesting second half of the season for that team because Jack Cohn has been pretty much mistake free, which has been great because that's what you need with with Taylor back there. So I don't know. Do you think we get, I think we need to find a replacement. I think we need to bench Taylor. He didn't uh, broke a streak and didn't reach hundred yards. Yeah, going against like the best rush defense in the country. Yeah. But. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, it's time to go. There's definitely something to be said about. I mean, it's great to to own these teams, but Michigan and Michigan State are both, I would say, considerably better on defense than offense. So, but hey, still put up points against them. Yeah, shutouts. Four out of six games, a shutout is crazy. That hasn't happened since 1967. It's like completely different era of football. 67 Oklahoma and 62 Minnesota was the last time it happened. In the Big Ten, like that's a completely completely different world of football with spread offenses (laughs) and like air raid it's crazy to think well yeah even because they've outscored their opponents what 153 to like three in the first half or something crazy like that they said so it's surprising because usually you'll see the other teams kind of get some second half points and just because but the badgers just don't stop so it's just pretty amazing how they just keep coming it's also fewest points allowed through six games since 1993 Florida State. Do you know who's on that Florida State defense? The Super Bowl winner. Defensive player Sap? of the year. Sap? No, Sap oh, wasn't Florida State, right? He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. yeah. You're close, though. Played with Sap. Mm, 90 what? Three. Dotson? Won a Super Bowl with Sap. Defensive Player of the Year, Hall of Famer. Oh. Nickerson. Nope. <laughs> defense, was it defensive back? Nope. Linebacker. Linebacker? Oh. With Sap. No. I, I, no. But not with, not with Tampa Bay, probably. That's where <laughs> yes, it's yeah, Tampa Bay. Yes, with Tampa Bay? Yeah. Is that what you said? I'm not listening. I'm not doing good. Derek Brooks. That's it. Oh, jeez. Yeah, the, the Derek Brooks led. Wow, this is gonna be exciting. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, people are gonna be shouting it out. It's okay. 
Derek Brooks led uh, Florida State defense was the last it's time. Like I, I, can, I can picture him. <laughs> I can picture him. Just, yeah, that's uh, why I said Nickerson, because I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right, right? <laughs> I couldn't get Barber out of my head. Oh, yeah. Rounded back. But he did not play for Hardy Florida Nickerson? State. You mean the former Packer Hardy yes, Nickerson? Yes, former Packer. <laughs> Super Bowl winner, right? No, yeah. No, he was on the years before. Years after that, yeah. Yeah, he was after that. Oh, man. But that's uh, that even feels like a little bit of a different area. That was a Florida State team where they had Charlie Ward, who went on to uh, the Knicks. And Derek Brooks leading the defense. But that's even like a different era. But the Badgers yeah. are the, just behind them by a couple points. So you guys kind of scared of Ohio State? Yes, I'm always yes. afraid of Ohio State. At Ohio State, right? Yeah, that's in two weeks. So is the Illinois game a trap game for us? Thinking ahead? Maybe a little. I don't know. Did you guys see what happened with them and um, Michigan? Yeah. Michigan had a big lead and they came storming back all of a sudden. 25 straight points. Yeah. And it got interesting, but then Michigan pulled away. I would still just think, though. We have a pretty disciplined coaching staff and pretty good defense. The defense is just too good to let that happen. I would think so, too. But this feels eerily familiar. Was it the year that we went? And they finally beat him. Did you go with that time? Yeah. Yeah, your dad. Was your dad the one that got tickets? Yeah. That was ranked like five or something. This one was... But Ohio State was first. Ohio State was one. This was... Badgers were like 18th. This was the Terrell Pryor Ohio State team. Okay. It was a big upset. Yeah, it was huge. That was your J.J. Watts final year. That's where we were like, wow, that guy is the best player on the field. He had like, and it's, not even, and it's not even close. He had like three sacks, and he could have had like six sacks because college is kind of goofy. Sometimes they just count him as tackle for loss because they say the quarterback turned into a runner, but he had like tackles for loss, like three tackles for loss, like three sacks. He just dominated. Yeah, he like ran, like he ran down prior. Yeah, a ton of time. Like every time Pryor was going to try to run, walk out in the backfield and go. And that was where David Gilreath took the opening kickoff. Big fat John Clay had a bunch of touchdowns. That was a fun game. I know, too, because uh, I uh, I had saved the highlight video from that game, and I used to watch it to get pumped up for the Badgers. Yeah, I think I was supposed to go with you guys, and I had a bachelor party, so couldn't go. But. That sounds so right. Uh, can Jared. I talk to Better Mike? Mm-hmm. So what do you think the line will be on Ohio State saying they both win next week, Ohio State Badgers in Ohio State? It'll probably be a night game, right? Uh, probably. I would say Ohio State by six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah. I mean, they've really dominated I guess, everyone yeah. they've played, too. They both have. They so, both have. But the Badgers haven't played a big so, team yet. So what would you go on that? What, would you, what line would you bet on that? So I have a rule of I try to never bet on emotion, which... Well, let's say better just, Mike's from Illinois. Which, yeah, which makes me not want to try to never bet on my own teams. Um, I would... I, I just feel traumatized. Under your head. I feel traumatized by Ohio $100,000. You, you have to bet on something. I'd probably bet on Ohio State. With the six? I just feel I feel too traumatized from like fifty seven to nothing or whatever, fifty nine to nothing. Whatever what's, that what's big ten o- game was. Yeah. What's the over? Over under think? in that game? It's at six, right? What's yeah, the, but the over under for points. Oh points, sorry. Yeah. Um Badgers against Michigan State opened at like forty two. Because Badgers defense drives down. I would say it would be like forty nine, maybe over under, something like so. that. Forty eight. I think, I, think it's, I think it'll be low scoring. It could be. 
It could be one of those like real defensive battles. It's one of those games you keep your eye on the whole game because Badger games this year I've watched like a little bit here and there because I don't know, just <laughs> a little yeah. bit boring. But but yeah, I can't wait for that. And even Iowa, Iowa's big for their old. Really well, Badgers division. like this year has been one of those ones where you could just like check your phone occasion. Oh, we're up by seventeen. Oh, yeah. Well, we're I we're up by forty. I was uh I was babysitting during the game, so I was like half watching and. I stopped watching for like 10 minutes right after Jonathan Taylor had a touchdown to open the fourth quarter. And I looked back after 10 minutes and they had scored two more touchdowns. I was like, well, oh, what have, oh, defensive touchdown and a long play. Okay. Got it. <laughs> yeah. This is the way this Badgers team has been. Let's hope they can uh, keep it going for sure. I hope they can beat Ohio state and maybe sneak into the playoff for once. That'd be pretty amazing. But I guess you probably have to play Ohio state twice. Yeah. Here's the thing. Even if they lost to Ohio State, if they won out the rest of the games, do you think they'd be in a spot to still go to the playoff with a win in the Big Ten title game? Losing to Ohio State? I'd say yes. It ma- well, I guess it matters how much you lose to Ohio State because if you get blown out, then you're just proving that you just played cupcakes teams, right? Mm. But I still think they would have a chance because well, they're Big Ten. Well, we played cupcakes teams, like Internet Sensation Cupcake? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Google her. Rapper from Chicago. <laughs> or don't, kids. <laughs> yeah. uh, don't do it at work. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would think that they still have a chance because it's the Big Ten. The Big Ten have Penn State right behind us. There's Iowa in the in the you know in the top twenty five. So I think there's still a lot of good teams left. Michigan still is in the top twenty five. So there's still a powerhouse. So I, I would think that they have a chance for sure. Yeah, because the question's going to be for college um, playoff. Does the Pac-12 get a team? And they might be the odd of the Power 5 odd team out. They have their best team right now is Oregon. They've been beating each other up, though. One. Yeah, so I don't know if they'll get a team in. The referees have been helping them out, too, right? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then the other thing would be, does the SEC get two teams in would be the other thing you wonder, because LSU is now a number two. They have Alabama and LSU are one and two. Georgia's down to 10 now from losing, I believe. I believe they're 10th now. Yes, you're correct. So, And Florida's down to nine. So it's basically those are the two, Alabama and LSU, but they, uh, they're in the same side of the SEC West. Oh, yes. So most likely you would not see them. One uh, of them. Yeah, I would hope. You never know what the committee is Ala- do. Although Alabama can lose like two games and still make yeah. it for some way- reason, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah, Andy's done. <laughs> Andy, do you want to hear me try to pronounce Tua's last name again? Yes. <laughs> some people said it almost sounded like I said a bad word in there. <laughs> I was just trying to pronounce his name. Can you pronounce Thanasis? <laughs> Thanasis? <laughs> These night games are awful, though, because I, I can't stand them anymore. Getting older, I don't know. if I, I don't want so much football anymore. Thursday night's kind of a snooze fest. Monday night's always a snooze fest, except for it's Packers-Lions now. They well, luck out a couple times a year, but Thursday night's just bad. I don't like I don't like it. I don't, let me look well, at what Tom Brady did. He didn't do much. Scored two running, but, I mean, that game was sloppy. Yeah, I just picture... When I think of Thursday Night Football, all that comes to mind is like 
Titans, Jaguars, or Panthers, Buccaneers. I feel like that's every <laughs> Thursday, every week, and the quarterbacks struggle. Andy's build Trenton's building something upstairs. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it. Some ratchet ratchet <laughs> gun going on. I don't know what the heck's going on. Andy, is he old is enough? He jackhammering? To be, is he old enough to be operating a circular saw? Yeah. <laughs> No, it's the bandsaw. The best saw in the shop sh- shop class. Why did they even have that in a middle school shop class? Yeah. So bandsaw. many casualties. Yeah. Yeah. And even in high school, the what was it called? The lathe. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> People would just make them fly off. What shop class did you guys have in high school? Uh, what was his name? I didn't have Wagner. I, I, uh, I didn't take shop in high school. Oh, I can't I Really? I think... What what was oh, the alternative to shop? Remember, remember Rhino? He, didn't he touch a band? Or he oh, he cut, his, cut his thumb off. Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. Just the, just the tip. Just the, yeah, it was just the tip. Yeah, it was on a table saw. Yeah, he just slipped his thumb in there. Like, he said he realized. Just, it. He said he just remembered his thumb hitting the blade, and then it, everything went black. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, reach out to him. I believe that was the story. I remember oh, hearing. Oh. They were able to fix it pretty good. <laughs> no, like the I can't remember who it was. Bolt. No, 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 no. Anyway, but he was... Bolt? Are you sure you don't mean screw? <laughs> oh! Oh, a bing. Thanks. That's my time. I'm out of here. <laughs> nah, but he was like helping Mr. Wagner. And he was sh- he was supposed to be the one... So Mr. Wagner was talking about safety protocols when it goes to the bandsaw. And how you like, to finish it, you can use the stick thing to push it through if you had to. Or, or don't ever put your hand near it. And he cut the webbing of his, of oh. his thumb. <laughs> Oh no! During the safety <sighs> demonstration, I don't remember that. See, you weren't in the class. See, you guys like you played sports. You took shop. I was a soft nerd. I probably took. Well, what could you take if you didn't take shop? Baking or something? I probably had. This was a home ec for home economics. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't have any shop classes in high you school. Had, you were in drafting though, right? I wasn't drafting. That, that was like the that best. counted. That I, okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't lo- that too. That was I a lot of fun. I love that class. Well, yeah. he actually, actually had to build a bridge and everything. It was. Did yours support the most weight? All time school record. Still. I don't know if it ever got broken. At we the should time, call. We should call up. At the time, we'll it was. I, told, I, I go. I go to Swan. I I help with the incubator thing. So I'm in. I'm at the high school. Pretty oh, yeah. frequently. They should put you up in the gym. See if my bridge is still there. When my younger brother took that class, I told him which bridge was mine because he took the names off of them because he didn't want anyone to know like which ones were who they belonged to. <laughs> if anybody could figure out like this, is, I told my brother which what mine looked like and just copied the design and it broke like right away. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that made me think I could. I wanted to be an engineer, even though I had no interest in being an engineer. So I went to school for one semester taking engineering classes. Yeah, how'd that go for you? I was like, this is not for me. That one time I built a bridge in high school really threw me and my guidance counselor off out on the wrong path. <laughs> oh, that's school record. We got to check that one out. Yeah, I want to know if I still have a school record. Oh, boy. Touchdown. That was my, that was my version of um, sports, you guys. You guys had, you know, playing sports, being athletic, and probably, you know, going to parties, socializing. No, no I was hanging out with my oh, dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I actually I I didn't did do some anything. of that. I didn't party at all. Put on a happy face, Andy. Did you see it? Joker? Did. What'd you think? 
<laughs> his mic's just pulling his lips. His... <laughs> that kind of creeps your, me out with or, how much. Or uh... your bloody face. And then just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what did you think? I was All right, so I have a your guys. Can we, can we do the spoiler alert? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so because I have a couple of questions. I'm not an overly huge. I was not overly ginormous comics, like physical comics, with all the different universes these characters were in and whatever else. Whatever. Mm-hmm. There's two DC so, so and Marvel. I know that. I'm just talking about like, oh. within the within within the actual like the characters. There's multiple universes that these characters are in. Yeah, anyway, I got gotcha. you. Okay, yeah, you know there. So we went to go see it. We did a little like team outing for my work, and we went. That's in the great afternoon. movie, great movie for a team building. Yeah, it was, outing. it was really great, except for nobody knew what to say at the end of it. But anyway, that's neither there. So we go to it, and and we talked about it a little bit on the podcast before, and kind of Pete alluded to. It was uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? Like and, you wanted to laugh. You wanted to clap, but then you why no? You there can't was a do couple that. parts I thought were kind of funny that were yeah. supposed to be funny, but still. But like, you don't. Nobody laughed. Yeah, because it, like, yeah. it was awkward. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't understand at the time. I'm like, oh, it's a Joker movie. Like backstory. Oh, was, oh, problems. Whatever. He's a character. No. Joaquin Phoenix. Well done. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's I'm great. sorry for joking about your name last podcast because <laughs> <laughs> called him joking for half of it. He is great in the movie, but yeah, it was too real for me. That was that was the, that's why it's uncomfortable. It's not like it wasn't a typical Todd Phillips. How movie. long did it take him to take on that physical form? Yeah, losing not the long. weight because <laughs> he's. I not, think he's crazy enough. Yeah, because he, he's not. Oh, like losing the weight? Yeah, that's not. He's oh. Yeah, he looks he looks crazy too. He's he's emaciated. He's smoking all the time. He he's skinny. He he definitely holds his body like his body in a certain way in scenes because he's got his shirt off a bunch. Yeah, his shoulder blades are like shoulders are up forward. Yeah. His spine's always showing because he's yeah. so skinny. And then and you then see him like rib cage is yeah. like all <sighs> just yeah the way his dancing was he dances. Yes, it was he he did it fantastic. It was just the whole he was part of a clown crew. Yeah, to so, do the spinny signs and yeah, basically birthday, he gets birthday yeah. parties and children children hospital. hospitals with a firearm. <laughs> they they basically a gave a good a good story as to why he even dresses like a clown. Well, yeah, they make you feel for him, like for like at oh, the yeah. beginning when I was like, "Why kids are assholes?" Yeah, you get slapping him with the stupid sign, and then he's like, "You got to replace that sign." Yeah, it basically is. Like, why would I steal the sign? It paints. I don't know him, why would you. <laughs> it paints him as a sympathetic character for a lot of it, but he's also then crazy and violent. So it's like you feel for him, but then he does horrible things, and it's like I don't know if you try to supposed to maybe understand a little bit at least why he felt pushed to that level of yeah. violence. But so I didn't. I mean, my thoughts on it are. I think mom, I told you. But my thoughts on it is he's in this hospital talking to this lady, and this is all just in his head. None of this has happened. Like, all this Batman and all this stuff is in his head, and he's just an insane guy in an insane asylum. Like, that's my thoughts on the movie, because you see the her, him talking to the person, so here's, then it ends with him talking to the person. So it just kind of was like one of those things where I felt like, I felt like maybe it was just built inside of his head and nothing happened. 
All right. So that's the question I had. Mm. All this stuff happened. You feel for him. He's got the girlfriend, but you kind of, for a minute, for a brief moment, I turned to the guy next to me and I was like, is that Harley Quinn? I had the same thought. I thought there's only two ways this can play out. Either they're going to tease that's Harley Quinn or there's no, no possible yeah, there's way. there's no way. Like, this, like, so I was like, Harley Quinn or she's not real. Yeah, the cute girl from his apartment wouldn't be with the crazy Well, she's guy. real, but yes. really, really not scared. wanting him by him. She's really scared. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole thing happens. It's fantastic. Gets to the point. They raise him up on on the, on the top of the the police car or whatever else, and then they cut to him in the insane asylum so my question is when they cut to the him in the insane asylum i guess i have so many questions like where does the timeline end up because if he's in there talking to her clearly kills her at the end mm-hmm. and walks away partying bloody footprints dancing with the party party footprints of blood down the thing and then gets chased by the guards or whatever benny hill style mm-hmm. so <laughs> is is the time when he's actually meeting with the therapist actually the lady that's inside and is it the end of the part where he breaks out or is this never happened yet and the whole story is him like as pete mentioned completely in his head just a crazy man's dream i think it would it would take repeat viewings for me to have uh like definitive opinion but they definitely show in the movie he imagined having a relationship with the girl in the apartment he imagined being in the audience of the talk show. Yep. So like, it's clear that they set up that stuff happens in his head that he thinks is real. Right. So I do wonder if you watch the movie again. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure people would give a good detailed breakdown of you know what might be real and not be real. Yeah. But maybe that's some of the point of the movie is some of these people end up so what I disturbed. I really they don't w- even know what's real and isn't. So did you guys watch The Dark Knight then after that? I feel like no. I feel like I really want I, to now. I just Not I have seen it. Well, I mean, I've seen it too. I'm just saying. No, like, I recently I have seen it. Oh, like, like within a month. Okay, because like that would it makes me now after seeing that and how it ended, makes me want to see the beginning of like the Dark Knight just what, to see how it kind of the thing together. that's at least fun about the Dark Knight is even though Heath Ledger's Joker is still obviously crazy, he's more he still comes across as like comic book crazy. He's still like this criminal mastermind, and he's got but the, a mastermind, ma- like, yeah. He's smart. Joaquin's Joker. No, he's not, he's not smart. No. And then like Joaquin Phoenix Joker just really just shows how somebody with mental illness is capable of committing like violent acts. Like how they get to that point of, you know, this just their life is it's cruel to there's he doesn't have any friends. He right. doesn't have he lives with his mom. He has to take care of her. He's abused. It's kind of like not, he gets fired from his job. Nothing good happens to him. But just the way that people even can compartmentalize like what had happened, and he's still cool with his old elderly mom now. Yeah. And then even though she's the one that, like, I'd never adopted him. Yeah. That whole crazy piece that happened, where he uh, leading up to it, and then had the the boyfriend that chained him up, and it seemed like horrible, horrible things implied. Then was he supposed to have maybe blocked a lot of that out of his memory? Was with a brain damage because like they beat and abused him so badly. Yeah, so when you when you put all this into it, yeah, it's but too... Uh, even like the... So he did the laugh. That laugh was <laughs> fantastic. And then that card that he handed to the lady. Yeah. But then they got to the point where like he can't... <laughs> That's pretty good. Like where he's laughing so hard where he's like gasping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, yeah, it when, was like comfortable. Yeah, when the people are like being mean to him on the subway, and he just he can't help but laugh like that too. And then the way every so often when he stops laughing, he'll like almost be crying, be like, "No, I'm sorry," and then back to laughing, like <sighs> gasping for air. Oh, I laughed like that for a couple of days to my kids. Yeah, like, well, are you okay? So was I? Was I? I did not know De Niro was in this. Yeah, uh, I had no and idea. had such a big role. I had no idea either. And then uh, we talked about it on the way home. It reminded me, I guess uh, Scorsese was actually brought on as a producer originally. Yeah, they kind of, they did want to do that, actually. And, yeah. and there's obvious references to Taxi Driver and The King of Comedy. And then Scorsese couldn't produce because he's doing The Irishman, which is about to come out. Oh, that looks good. So they had one of... Uh, one of the main people, this lady that's worked under Scorsese for decades, and she really knows New York well. She knows how to get permits for the uh, shoot on location with like transport subways, and she knows great spots and all these people to work with. So they managed to get her. So it still has that Scorsese feel. But as soon as I saw De Niro, I was like, is this like going to be like King of Comedy? Because he plays a crazy guy who goes on a gets obsessed with the talk show and goes on it by kidnapping the host. It's like right, rolls have flipped, and that, I just that Scorsese gave him permission to do that. Too, yeah, so and I thought they did such a great job to, because I mean Gotham was always supposed to be like a form of New York. So mm-hmm. even just trying to portray New York in like the mid early seventies, late seventies, that yeah. whole time frame, different time. I think so, it worked better by setting it. Just one random thing came in my head this morning. I was watching Saturday Night Live from last night, and uh, David Harbor was on. They did a skit which was basically a trailer of David Harbour's version of the Joker, but it was Oscar, Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> but it was the whole, like, him putting on green makeup and putting on eye big eye. It was hilarious. Anyway, that came into my head. But it was really, really funny. Because <laughs> David Harbour, I'm sure they had to work stranger. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, there's a commercial going on in the background. I have to interrupt, sorry. Uh, it's funny. Chicago PD or whatever the heck, the Chicago whatever show on nbc nine one one. yeah it could be i don't know but there's a cross uh, cool but there's an infection going on and it's all these like chicago bears fans leaving soldier field with flesh-eating bacteria and they're like i'm like yeah i I, I feel that way too after watching the bears team oh my god that that's what happened my birthday wish came true (laughs) that's what i when i blew out my candles that's what i wished for i wish the plague would go through soldier field (laughs) Don't tell anyone your wish. It won't come true. One last thing, though. So the Joker's supposed to be significantly older. Yeah. Than Batman. That is very true. Because Batman's a little boy. Doesn't feel right for (laughs) the Dark Knight. I think they said they wanted this movie to just be like its own thing. I get it. Well, that's goes to the universe thing, craziness. Like, oh, that's that universe's Joker. Yeah, like this is because yeah, it wouldn't make sense because by the time Batman grows up, why is he fighting like a seventy-year-old man? Yeah, (laughs) Joker. Not even fair. There's rumor that Chris does not like this Joker. So where does this Joker rank for you? No, it's not Um, rumor. It's fact. Well, okay. Well, he isn't here to defend himself, <laughs> so I was trying to be diplomatic. Um, as much as I, I guess, I mean, I think it's two different things. Like, like I said, Heath Ledger's is an actual like comic book villain. Uh, if I had to say which performance did I like better, 
I would say Joaquin Phoenix was one of the best portrayals of a, like a legitimate crazy person I've seen in a movie. So I might say this is my favorite, even though like the caveat we talked about, I don't know if I really want to see this movie again. Like it's not going to be something like I'm looking forward to, to yeah. like when it comes out like on, on demand or on Netflix, but like the dark Knight, I love to rewatch. Right. So yeah. I guess I might say I prefer this Joker, but don't want to watch it again because there were times in the theaters, yeah, I just felt like, just like a little uneasy so it, watching. I think it was uneasy too because you didn't have the fantasy, I guess, aspect or I don't know what I'm trying to say there, but like you didn't have Batman included who has this crazy suit and all this stuff. It was just real people. Yeah. Like there was no, no superhero effect in this yet. So I think that's what made it a little awkward in that you didn't have this one section, which there's a Batman. Come on. You didn't have that. So I think that kind of kind of threw me for a loop in that it was just too real. It's true. But, this this movie could have had nothing to do with the Batman universe and worked just as well. Like they could have just had the movie oh, called right. like Clown and just had it about yeah. a crazy guy who becomes a clown and murders people and it'd be just as effective. You just, just take out the whole like scenes yeah. of Wayne. Yeah. Right. Whatever. That whole could. So I know you're thing. trying to like compartmentalize and segment the different movies or whatever else, but I'm... I'm I feel like you're cheating the question. I literally want you to rank. Well, I'd top three. Put, I'd put him number. I'd put Joaquin Phoenix number one. I'd put Heath Ledger number two, and then um, what's his name? Cesar Chavez number yeah. three. Yeah, he's from the series. Cesar. Cesar Romero. Romero. Cesar Romero. Yes, Romero. Really, you don't like Jack Nicholson, though? Yeah, Jack Nicholson. He says he got crazy for the Joker. No. Why? What are what are your guys' rankings? Well, that's I I think the same kind of lines where this movie didn't really feel like a superhero type of movie and it won't live forever past this. Like this character won't go on. There's no way. Well, he already said he's not, he's not. It's not. He's not. I think they've it. already this, talked about Jared a, Leto being back again as a Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. So, um, so it kind of throws it like trying to rank them when this is just an independent flick, like. I know it's Batman, but yeah, I think I'd still go Joaquin Phoenix. I go Nicholson. I don't. I just like that classic one, and then Heath. See, I I really want I really want to watch. That's why I wanted to watch the Heath Ledger one again, because at the time it was so impactful, and I feel like like Joaquin Phoenix did a better job or more dramatic, like getting in the role. So it's kind of a coin flip, but. Number three, I think Jack Nichol, Jack Nicholson is probably there. And then four, Zach Galifianakis <laughs> as Lego Joker. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, good one. He's fantastic. And then nowhere on any list ever, Jared Leto is the worst, worst, absolute oh, oh, worst. Oh, I thought you were going to put him number one. No. Oh, he went three, he, four. He said the first two were first Joaquin two or and whatever. Heath. Oh, I thought and you were going never, three and to never one. put any like terrible Joker, which makes which makes me feel like I never want to watch the franchise now with Pattinson as Batman. If that's going to be the Joker, I have to put up with like but, this franchise dead. I, but that's what everybody said about Ben Affleck. Like yeah. he was, but he no, wasn't it's, terrible it's as a Batman. Pattinson. It's nothing to do with Pattinson. Oh, I'm just saying Leto? you ruined it. Like if I have to watch the Suicide Squad version of Joker, no. That movie was such a flop. You can't keep him in there, but right? They do, but they're doing it. Yeah, I don't maybe know. things can change. Maybe Caesar Romero loses points on my 
list because I couldn't remember Just his name. Put Ryan Reynolds as Joker. What, He's what about, every other superhero. What about Mark Hamill? Out right, of, I know mention. that's that's what I would. Mark said Hamill last time. was the voice in. He's, he's he did all the, the games, the, uh, Arkham, the cartoons, Arkham games, and the cartoons. Yeah, he just quit it actually not, not too long ago, like maybe and, a uh, year or two ago. He's the, not doing it anymore. The game that you let me borrow—that's the second Arkham. Arkham game. I always get him confused. Arkham City, City. Yep, he's great, and that is a great Joker yeah. storyline. So yeah, but yeah, you start off Arkham. What is Asylum it? City Night? Arkham Knight. That's the one I'm playing right now. Yeah. So, But yeah, that's, I mean, Batman's probably the only good thing DC's done. I can't think of anything. Yeah, for the record, I am, uh, I'm Team Marvel. All I read as a kid was Marvel Comics. I didn't own a single DC comic ever. Yeah. You got, it's like Coke and Pepsi. You just got to pick a side. Oh, yeah. People it's who more, it's more fun drink that both way. are crazy, I think. Yeah. Oh, wait, I actually do that. <laughs> whatever's on sale whatever's on sale <laughs> no it's not even right alright so like the last so have you guys been keeping up with any of the controversies that have surrounded the movie Joker yes so you guys know about the latest one around Gary Glitter no I didn't hear that Gary Glitter rock song number two yeah that guy, so also do you guys remember the the point in the film wait who's I don't know Gary Glitter we'll get to it in one second bum 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 Yep, that's right. Hey! Okay. Anyway. Also, Nam went to prison. Yeah, yeah. So hold that, hold that thought. <laughs> All right. Hold that thought. So, do you remember the part in the movie when that actually happened? That I song? remember the song being in there. Yeah. I don't know if I can remember. Where he's going down the stairs, and that's, that's that's the moment when he finally flips over and really becomes the, the character. Co- the cops are at the top. Yeah. Right? Like he's okay. he's ready to go. He just murdered his former co-worker and let the little one go yeah that's that was like a such a crazy yeah. i thought for sure was he was gonna, i thought cool. for sure he was gonna take care of the the you the, verti- the vertically challenged guy you're always nice to me and he gives him a kiss on the top of the head <laughs> oh god he's like, he's like oh do you think you could help me with the door <laughs> yeah that was see like something like that was like so uncomfortable but then there's a funny moment where he's like oh sure doesn't he like pat him on the butt the way out too <laughs> yeah <laughs> like there oh, you go man Anyway, so the part where he's going on the stairs and he's like fully in the character, he's fully got the green hair ready to go. And then that song comes in, right? So Gary Glitter was like found guilty of like child abuse and doing like, sexual acts with underage girls yes, on multiple which, occasions. Which I believe is that song then got pulled from most sports venues because it yep. used to be such a regular, you'd hear that huh. every venue. So what they're, I mean, obviously what they're correlating is like, hey, this is a mentally unstable guy that was basically driven this way based on abuse as a child. And now you're. I got it. Glorifying it at the point we're playing that song. Hmm. And everybody's saying like, okay, now this guy who's a sex offender is going to profit now by the usage of the song. So that's the big controversy. So they actually said that the the way that the. I think his settlements for the other stuff. So any cash that he raises goes to his victim. So actually, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't actually hinder it. Like he won't see any money from it. But that was like the latest controversy among a bunch of others. But I thought that was an interesting choice. They like the producer said that that was a mistake. So who it, it could have been that? Yeah, I wonder if it is one of those things they just like nobody thought of that even when they put the song in. Just kind of went along with his celebratory dancing down the stairs. Like, 
I this is it now. I'm fully crazy. I'm going on the talk show. Life is good. So one last movie thing, if I may. Move on from Joker. Mm-hmm. In the theater. Did you guys see the preview for Adam Sandler's new movie? Yep. Yes. That's the one I was talking about. Uncut, Uncut gems. gems. So yeah, tell me a little bit more about that, Mike. Can we go Kevin, see that as a group? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Garnett. Yeah, next next time. I miss I missed I missed the going to the Joker with you guys. So I really want to see this. That looks as a group. That movie has Kevin Garnett as himself, I'm assuming. Because he is a basketball player and he's got like a yeah, they show a Celtics about, ring. Yeah, yeah. But he's supposed to be still playing, right? Yes. Because he doesn't he look like he talks about, hey, you shouldn't be practicing yeah. or something. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's aged the day. Yeah. Also, Mike Francesa is in there. Yes. <laughs> I didn't see that. As a bookie, I believe. I think he's supposed to be a bookie that Adam Sandler owes money to because he has some line about, you know, you make any more stupid bets. And then they uh, they pick up Adam Sandler and say, you know, you redid your pool. You have money to do that. You have money to pay me. I think Francesa is supposed to be a bookie, which is just funny. He's like, uh, godfather of sports talk radio. <laughs> Put me in this movie. No, not as myself. But he's supposed to be really good in it. So I'm interesting to see how it's going to What, Adam go. Sandler? Yeah. Yeah, no, he, he the preview looked amazing. I think Adam Sandler's a good actor when he does serious roles. Yeah. He, he's done stuff. We didn't, that, he didn't, do, didn't he do the 9-11? There's that one, Rain Over Me, where his family was killed. Oh, God. That's that one's brutal. With Don Judah, horribly depressing. That one's brutal. And then he's done stuff like Spanglish, where he plays like a more Punch serious Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love. It's kind of more of independent. You'd have to really like those kinds of movies, but, but I then think there's he, another one with the... He has cancer and he's a comedian. Uh, Seth Rogen's in it. Um, yes, funny people. Funny people. Yeah, he's good in that, that one's too. Really good. Like yeah, that one. yeah, yeah. I thought that was but, good too. That was yeah, Judd Apatow. Um, yes, yeah, so he can be. I think he can be serious and pretty good when he wants to be. But he knows where the cash is, and it's Netflix with his friends' crazy movies. Yeah, everybody. whatever. Yeah, just hey, the do over, whatever it was. I the love, movie was funny. I, I think Adam Sandler <laughs> should just keep doing his thing exactly as is. And have you seen The Cobbler? No, that's on Netflix. He's a shoe man. That's not is it a bad. comedy it's or kinda, is it? Well, the latest one is the comedy. Isn't the latest one with Jennifer Aniston that murder mystery or whatever? Yeah, that's a, yeah. He's like he has a contract with Netflix, so he has to pump these things out every so often. It was, all right. it was actually all right. I didn't watch it. It yet. was all right. I like Adam Sandler. Just like the fact that he just rolls with it. The fact you know all of his movies get like. Thumbs down critically. He went on some talk show and he's like, I, I just did my like 50th movie. He's like, for everyone counting at home, like that's a hundred thumbs down. And like, he's, he's funny about it. So, so I got a, a same Adam Sandler though. You see his comedy thing on Netflix? His stand up? No. Oh. oh, I got an opinion. I want your opinion, I guess. Do you like comedy stand ups that are one show? Or do like the mix-up ones where they take like five different shows and put the best stuff from each? Because that's what he did. So, I don't know. Well, so every special basically is always two of the same set and then they mix the best. They wear the same. Wear the same clothes. But he was wearing like different clothes. Yeah, because he'll like, I usually like kind of, yeah, I guess more the classic just one set. Yeah. Like I watched Bill Burr's Paper Tiger recently. Yeah, and I gotta that, watch that. That one's one of my favorite. Well, call me sets. naive and sell me some magic beans. I did not know they did that. Yeah. Uh, occasionally you'll be able to catch it by the audience 
Sometimes you'll see if they pan to the same spot, like in the balcony, it'll be different people. But they will also sometimes, I think, try to CGI that for continuity's sake. That's pretty awesome. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I was supposed to go to a taping. Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman had a show together. It was pretty um, weird and sexual. So it was very odd. And they nixed they, they nixed slinging? the taping. Yeah, pretty much. They well, they nixed the <laughs> taping it? that night because Netflix, I think, was like, "No, we're we're not pulling the plug on pulling. it." I, they so they pulled the plug on it. Well, it was funny, but then it was awkward. I like Nick really? Offerman. I do feel like though, like from those sling commercials where they're the couple that's yeah. slinging that. I don't know. They do a lot of like humor that gets like really sexual when they're together. So yeah. I don't know if that's just their thing. Yeah, that's their thing. They've been married like to make for a long awkward. time. So yeah, they do. They kind of try to play up like they're a perfect couple. Wow, I just learned something second new. I did not know they were actually married. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. they just got married. They were together oh. for a while. Wow, I they've they dated just, for like yeah, forever. forever. Yeah. yeah. He was. He's from Illinois. He, that is so awesome. His bookie talks about going to Wisconsin and stuff. So anyway, bookie or Booker? Book. <laughs> book. <laughs> oh, in his Very book. Cool. In his book. Okay, in his book. I thought it was bookie. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, did you mean his Booker, like his talent Booker show Booker? He's no. Booker he's, T. His character on Parks and Rec is still probably like oh god top ten easily. He's right up there with Michael Scott in my book. I don't know. Mike doesn't watch TV. I know Michael Scott is. I never saw Parks and Rec, though. I feel bad. You you should. <laughs> I mean, around. it's not that hard to watch. They're pretty short. So, what, seven seasons? Eight? So, uh, Eight with the writer's strike in there? So the writer's strike was like a half a season? Is it like nine? Maybe. It, it could I've, be. I've, I've seen just clips of, you know, like, best moments of like Chris Pratt and, yeah. and like Nick Offerman There's and, just so many and they're hilarious. I believe you that it's that I would enjoy it if I watched it. It's just, I end up, you're right. Seven. My go-to prior, my go-to like way to veg out just ends up being like, listen to a podcast and kill zombies. Hey. Sometimes kill zombies. I kill zombies. zombies? Sometimes Zombie I, land. Sometimes I play oh, video yeah. games too. What do you, what are you killing zombies in? No, it's just that was just a uh, general reference oh, for like all, all, a game from all video games. Are you talking about Last, Last of Us? I, pre- I pre-ordered that. Yeah, did you pre-order? It? Oh yeah, Diamond Del- Deluxe oh, Edition. Oh yeah, you whatever. better. Yeah, better so, believe it. Triple Whopper the Edition, Collector's Edition. Yeah. <laughs> so can I come to the PlayStation Arena in your household and and watch you play it? I think yeah. I'm I, too I'm too creeped out to actually play it, but I feel like I oh god, I'm it's so scary by yourself you. in the dark. I was freaked out. I had to turn it as off. As creepy as that may sound, so I apologize if that sounds Let's, disturbing, but I would love to watch you play it. I would love to in do... In your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> you can sit tucked in in my bed, and I'll just sit at the foot of the bed and play it. I would During love to... a hot night when your AC's out. Or you could bring... I mean, you could definitely bring... If you want to, you bring PS4 here, and we can play it on the, on the big screen over there. I think I had you play through the... Or you were there play through the, the prologue. I would love to do, like, a extra life event where we uh, just, like, go crazy on games some night funny i think i got a promo to cut here pete do you have something to say about extra life? extra life it's come up again do we insert the rock and roll part two is the cut in <laughs> for the promo <laughs> yeah we do that no that would be bad so we can pay royalties to the victims as a sign of solidarity 
I'm doing gaming 24 hours again on November 2nd. That's official game day. All right. Go to questionable return slash extra life to donate. Perfect. Are you part of a children's hospital? hundred percent of the proceeds go to children's hospital of Wisconsin. And yeah, I'm part of a group. Yeah, you're part of a team. Yeah, you guys Spaceballs. Have a... Crew of where's Spaceballs the... is our team name. Where's the location of this venue going to be? We I don't know if we're going to do one. We might we might do another one in November with at my place for uh, our group of guys. But official one is going to be November 2nd. You can donate until the end of the year, too. It's a lot of fun. My sixth year doing it. I can't believe that. Oh, wow. Yeah. If you, uh, time flies. Yeah, if you, uh, if you... Time doesn't fly on that day. <laughs> oh. I actually thought time flew last year. Yeah. I feel like it'd fly to a certain point, and then at some point you're just like, whoa. Well, it's like, yeah. Because I did it last year at Pete's house, and I would say time... F- what time do we start at? Maybe like 10 in the morning? Yeah, about 10. I would say time flew by until about 10 at night. Like the first time... We were playing board games. Yeah. And like time was... Like I couldn't believe how fast... And then you kind of hit a wall where you start getting sleepy. And it got to the point then when it was like six in the morning, everyone is just like eyes glazed over. Yeah. Like, I don't want to play any pass <laughs> controller. Yeah, that was fun. But yeah, it was fun that my son joined in and so kind of had to put him to bed. So is the rule technically that just a game has to be played for 24 hours? Uh, or is it just, there's no rules, it's just for there's fun? No, yeah, you, it's, know, it's, no rules. you don't have it's to just, stay up for 24 hours. It's well, just a game I mean, game I get you're not day. supposed to, but I mean, there's the, like the technical like non- the goal is the goal is to try to play, have, have a game playing for a full twenty four yeah. hours. Because yeah. what what a lot of people do too to end up getting money is uh, streamers will stream for twenty four hours on Twitch. Hey, can we there's get, actually a lot. Can we of, get Amon Green on our team. There you go. Yeah, I <laughs> know. ask him. There's a lot of events going on in October, so that that are st- streaming on Twitch and stuff. And but we don't stream because we play all different games, so it's kind of hard and to we, do that. But. When we did we it, we had it. like a board game area and then a video game area, and there'd be sometimes stuff would be going on in both, yeah. and kind of just do, do whatever you feel like doing. We'd get a, try to get a lot of group games going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, yeah, I had a blast. That's where we fell in love with King of Tokyo. Oh, yeah. Played like back forever. Played like 10 games of that. I lost every single time, but I still love the game. Yeah, Jeremy Jeremy really wants to just do a game board game night anyway, because yeah. he's, he's a big board game guy, Jeremy Harms. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, he's a huge board game guy. So he's got a lot of lot of them queued up and ready to go for when we want to get together. So, yeah, I mean, I'd love that. All right. So we did cover a lot in the last episode, and I wanted to, now with you back, I want to. Kind of go through. We'll do a little, little rapid fire questions. Okay. So first thing, disappointing fashion. The way the Brewers ended. I think we can all agree, though, it was a great season. Mm-hmm. Really unexpected. September is one for the ages. Who is your MVP candidate on the year? With, like you guys said, you can't pick Christian Yelich just because he's too obvious. Christian is obvious. I mean, you can kind of talk about that. But then, who who's kind of your unsung hero? Then, uh, I would say I liked. Grandal, uh, one to get that kind of power out of a catcher is fantastic. Twenty eight home runs. His batting average was whatever two forty six, but his on base was three eighty. You know he walked over a hundred times, and his pitch framing ended up being like top notch this year. He's one of those guys I would absolutely love to bring back. I don't know if he would take the option, the mutual option. He'd probably want to try to get a, at so. least a couple-year deal. But, yeah, I really came away from this year loving Grandal. I think we mentioned that, too. I think this was definitely a show-me year. 
Yeah. And especially and he wants to get them all to your dude. If you look at the landscape of baseball, there's just there's not very many good catchers. Well, it's no. a weakness for a lot of teams. Yep. I think having Grandal, I mean, do stuff like hit a two run homer to start a wild card game. Yeah, he really carried that team for a while. So. Yeah. And yeah, like you guys mentioned, Moose definitely deserves honorable mention because he became the three hitter and really was fantastic down the stretch. So you have, so you have the cash available to sign one position player. Three-year deal. Who do you pick? I'd pick Randall. And three-year deal. From yep. So, the, like, I, you're so gonna you're gonna commit a three-year deal to to any of the free agent or or pending free agent position players. Who would you pick? Man, three-year deal. I'd have to. I think I'd stick with Grandal too because isn't Moose a little bit older? Moose is like the same age. But Moose is thirty-one. I. I yeah, I'd value that position a little bit more than... I think you can find somebody to play third. And sure. this is... Brewers fans are not going to want to hear this. I think just being a smaller market team, money's better spent on Grandal because you might have Travis Shaw be your starting third baseman. Yeah. As bad as he looked, I mean, if if the Brewers want to go the save money route, is you don't bring back Thames and you have Braun play first... Thames play third, and then maybe Perez is like a platoon. Shaw play third. Or who you does said, it? You said Thames. I said Thames. That's okay. I'm rusty. Plus, my brain never works. Out. Shaw play third. Yeah. So you have Braun and Shaw, and then Perez, and you kind of figure out. The you think corner. they put Grisham out there? I think there's a there's a world where Grisham is now your your starting left fielder. I I think that's possible. Yeah. I think it gets a chance. I could see it, yeah. I'd, I mean, as terrible as it ended for him, you have to feel for him. He had but, a great year. But he had a great year, and he, and he was one of the big reasons that September the way it was way that it ended. Yeah, yeah. Or or you have Gamble. Yeah, yeah. I think if you're just going to play the kind of the smaller market, a little bit of money ball is you keep the catcher and Shaw's still a really cheap option who's been mostly good. I don't know what happened last year. You hope it's just a little down year. That's an outlier. And last year, Braun, I think you just ask him to play first more, and maybe some days you move Shaw there and put Perez at third. I think they can make the corners work based on who they already have. So it's supposed to be rapid fire. That wasn't rapid fire at all, but that's all right. <laughs> I had I had, <laughs> so, a, I had to talk about it for a little bit. So it's one more, one more question with the Brewers. Yeah. Maybe there's two. We'll say first part. First part of the question. If you could sign... Signed to a contract, any of the pending free agent pitchers, which one'd you pick? Um, so, so Geo, Lyles, mm-hmm. Pomerantz. Uh, you forgot Matt Albers? Sure. <laughs> Not Matt I Albers. I mean, you can't add him, yeah. <laughs> uh, That's your guy. That's cool. Uh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Matt Albers. Uh, yeah, if that guy, if I could never watch that guy pitch again, <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> I would probably say Jordan Lyles. I think he was pr- like the most consistent guy. He still is. Does he uh, feel? Does he feel a little bit like? I think. Did you? We talked about a little bit. I, he felt a little bit Wade Miley-ish. It could be. Yeah, like this was maybe best case scenario for him, uh, considering he's been around the league a lot. He's not that old. He's twenty eight. But he was a good reliever last year, and then this year was a good starter for us. Right. So I think he, he has that flexibility. That he could he could move in and out of the bullpen. 
Yeah, I'm just looking at his career 5-1-1 ERA. That does yeah. not inspire a lot of confidence. Soup pitch great. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like Gio Gonzalez. Uh, he seems to have just been really consistent with the Brewers. I just worry, though, if it's just, is it worth it to bring him back? He seems banged up. He missed so much time last year. And then even when he's healthy, he seems more like a go-four-innings kind of pitcher. So I'd say Lyles. I don't think you sign either. Yeah. I think you stick to where your young guns are. and yeah, Like you said, play play a small market ball. Hope yeah. that you're, you're, you know, Woodruff and and uh, Jimmy Nelson can figure it out kind of stuff. So would you I would like, stick, stick there. Would you like them to potentially go after, like, relief pitcher Pomerantz? Oh, I, I guess Pomerantz for me, like, he wouldn't be bad. But you saw it last year. They didn't go get Sedanio. They didn't pick up Soria again. They didn't get any of those guys. So, I mean, I think reliever is one of those positions that it, it fluctuates so much. Yeah. So I guess Pomerantz is kind of in the, the Lyles conversation of guys who had looked so bad before, but all of a sudden had this good stretch with the Brewers, and you wonder, what's the real guy? Is it? Is it the career 5'11 Lyles, or is it the guy who came on for the Brewers and had an ERA of mid-twos? I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's, I, I just can't see them doing, signing any of those guys, to be honest. I, I think they make a splash somewhere else with the vet for the infield, or whoever they don't get as in catcher, maybe, or something like that. Yeah. One last question for the Brewers. Mm-hmm. If you were given one one of these things. You had a magic genie. Will Smith mm-hmm. came. You have one wish here. Robin Williams. The best mm-hmm. Will Smith. The best we're talking, genie. we ranking genies? No, just trying to give a shout the, out to the real life genie. The Dodgers catcher is named Will Smith. He uses Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as his walk-up music. Just Love it. Just Love everything about it. Only good thing about the Dodgers. I think there's only one good Will Smith, and that's the pitcher. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I think he's a free agent. Yeah. We almost tried to get him. <laughs> yeah. He was closing games for them, I think. Anyway. All right, so this you could pick one of these. Mm-hmm. Which one would it be? Nelson goes back to pre-injury form. Ooh, that's nice. Corbin Burns goes back to pre... Put on a happy face form? Yeah, like before the wheels fell off. <laughs> <laughs> or Freddie Peralta becomes consistent. I think I pick Corbin Burns because I think he has the highest upside. I think he, if he could go back to those those glimpses we saw last year, I think that if he could be more of that pitcher, that that could be even better than Jimmy Nelson pre-injury. I I want Jimmy Nelson. I think starting pitching is one thing that this team really needed. It shows in the playoffs when you have, you know, Nationals are there for a reason because they're starting pitchers. So, I don't know. I just feel like starting pitchers is very important for this team. and It's something that we can't pay for. So, you got to hope that. I th- I really hope that he comes back and figures it out. It but, is frustrating that we just never really have an ace. Other than, Like, they don't even fall on an ace. Like, they can't, yeah. I mean, kind of. With Woodruff, Woodruff kind of looked like he was becoming that, and then he got hurt. So It's just not. I'd like to see this regime just once go get, like, that arm. Like, do like we did before. Like, CC's Sabathia, you knew it was a rental, and go get that guy or, like, Zach Greinke. 
just one and just place like our bullpen and, and, and council around him and just do it. But that's why he's in charge and I'm not, but well, no matter what the Brewers do, I think the future looks still pretty bright because of council. And one thing that looks like it could be just absolutely amazing is the Yelich Hira back to back, bat them back to back. Hira had 38 home runs between the minors and the majors last year. He's got power. He had 19 in the minors, 19 in the majors. And if you could somehow figure out how to get Grandel. Yeah. Because I feel like you can... solid lineup, you can, two, three, four would be... Yeah, you can piece offense around that. And mm-hmm. I, I like Council. I think he makes a lot of the right moves, gets these guys to click. So someday, guys, someday we might do a podcast where we say, hey, we're here celebrating... Blank won a championship. Yeah. Getting close. Come on. Close. Every, every so much heartbreak. Just, every team's just good. None of them are great. Yeah. Hey, the Bucks might be great. So speaking yeah. of another great team. So let's move on to the Bucks. Okay. What is your... What is... In the offseason or preseason before it gets underway, what's one thing you're looking for or looking at about this team? Robin Lopez's hair. Mm, I would say. You actually mean like actual X's and O's? What has interested you thus far or like what thing are you? I think who's going to do their sideline reporting? (laughs) (laughs) No, go ahead, Mike. Well, I was probably, are those cats getting along yet? The Lopez brothers' cats. Okay. <laughs> Are they getting it? <laughs> he threw me for a loop there. I forgot I about that. <laughs> I should know how to answer it. Like, I knew you were going with, with that, but... Um, I guess the the biggest thing I'd look for, based on the way we looked in the playoffs to Toronto, I would like to see some games where the Bucks can dominate without Giannis like, going triple-double form. I'd love to see a game where Giannis has like 12 points and Middleton takes over or someone else just carries the team and they still like win by comfortably. Yeah, that's one thing that they've been, they were bad at last year is anytime Giannis was out, they struggled. Like for a game, he they struggled for sure. So that is one thing, you know, you kind of want to see them get better at. I think the depth this year, even though you lost Malcolm, I think the depth is even better. Yeah, it could be. So with Corver and Lopez off the bench and DiVincenzo's back, and he if you ever watched any of these pre-game, pre game preseason games. Yeah, I watched the pregame. Dante's been pretty solid. So and with Bledsoe out too, you're gonna have to count on a couple of the other guys to begin the yeah. season, so he's got some rib issue. So but Dante's got a pretty wicked Euro step and he gets to the hole. He is not he does not have a good percentage. At the rim, all things being equal. Yeah, just, I mean he shoots well though, like from three point land. He's a guy that's known it, as a shooter. I mean that's, well. that's that's from a Brogdon perspective, like missing. Yeah, that's missing true. a Brogdon like, was so great at finishing at the basket because he was a what ninety plus percent. I think Divincenzo was at like sixty something. I think he's a bigger frame than Divincenzo too, so he could power through. Yeah, so I guess like would you want to see him make that next step? Because you because he gets there pretty like he's got a quick first step and like he can get there and he's at the rim. It's just you got to be able to finish it. Yeah, it is, 
Because you know well, saying? just thinking yeah. of young guys, you think of you Brown. Be, you gotta be able to finish. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've done that twice. Anyway. Um <laughs> 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 uh, but like Brown just looks like another player right now. So but DiVincenzo, I feel like he kind of looks like he could have a legit like Middleton kind of get up to that level. So yeah, I want to see DiVincenzo kind of bulk up and get get to that that point where he's finishing a lot better. But I think if if he can have a full season, I think he could be pretty right. good. My corker's pretty hard on like Sterling Brown is definitely we're gonna regress this year. He's pretty like he's on that that frame of mind and, and mindset. And based on what he's like kind of talked about, I, I don't disagree. I think you're gonna need other people to stand up. So if you're looking for Sterling Brown to make a leap this year, like I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, he's still only twenty four, but I don't know if he'll ever be anything more than he's been so far. Uh Talking about you know Bledsoe being out, it is nice. This team feels so deep because George Hill can step in, and I'm I'm not too worried. I mean, Bledsoe's great defensively. It's and, not Del Vadova. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> I feel better with George Hill. Like we can stick George Hill in there, and then we can still have guys like Connaughton and DiVincenzo coming off the bench, Sterling Brown like the backcourt, Wesley it's, Matthews, Corver, yeah, like there's, there's so many guys who can I mean, play. Just, yeah, like even not. just like guard wise, you lose a starting guard, and it's like oh, there's a bunch of guys. So, if everybody's healthy out there, where's our weakness right now? With the team we have, everybody's healthy. Let's say, where's where's the weakness on this team? What what makes us lose more games than last year? I guess that's a good question. Um, Maybe we'll pose that for next podcast. Yeah, because the season's starting on the twenty fourth, so we got time. Let's think about that one. I think initial impression, like I feel like this team is much, like we talked about it enough or I mentioned it, like I think this team is much better built for postseason. Like, and I hope that we learned something from last year that we help Coach Bud pushes even harder this year that it's not about being the number one seed and it's not about being the best team in the East. It's getting to the dance and then getting everybody healthy. So my I think my biggest concern is with like a Wesley Matthews and Corver and those guys that we get to the finish line healthy. Yeah, I could. Yeah, so your concern is Coach Bud pushing too much, and I think he's okay. I I, I think just reining in Giannis, like the fact that yeah, you were you were gonna be put on a shelf like Kawhi was like we we can't have you playing the amount of minutes and games that he did last year and, and we did it I thought well, we did a good job too last year yeah, I think last it's gonna be I think, I think it needs to be even more yeah emphasis on that and Corver's I think Corver doesn't see near the minutes and I think we just get him to the postseason I don't need to see him I don't care like he's resume he's like, like your George Hill where he didn't play much and then yeah. postseason he was like strictly out there a lot but because I think uh one of the biggest things this year versus last is I'm not even worried about like roster construction or coach. It's just expectations of everyone dealing with, you know, now we're last year, we kind of took the league by storm. There were people thinking Giannis was going to take the leap and he could be MVP. But now, the team, but the team being yeah. so good and being number one seed now that that happened and coach of the year, player of the year, the Bucks are going to be one of those teams that everyone gets up for. They have a you know target on their back. I'm wondering how they deal with just 
you know, now being talked about constantly as they're going to the finals. That that's they're the favorite in the East. A ton of people are picking the Bucks to make the finals. I've seen some people saying they think the Bucks can win the title. So I just wonder now how they deal with maybe more national attention, it, national games. I think that's where you have like again veteran leadership sitting around, like, like having a, another presence like Robin Lopez coming in. So you have you have dual threats rim protecting, like that whole defensive core is still like intact. But like a Wesley Matthews, that Corver, like that whole mentality, George Hill is still back, like that whole idea of keeping that. So it's not the deer in headlights. Like we have Giannis just looking like I, this is supposed to work this way. Why is this not working right now? The whole idea where we can collapse and having a legitimate shooters like the whole replacement for Miritich, Corver's Corver and Wesley Matthews in the corner, George Hill even. And then uh, even uh, even better looking shooting Middleton makes me excited. The fact that teams will uh, go ahead, they're going to do it. They're going to pack in and they're not going to let Giannis do what Giannis does. But this is a very dangerous perimeter team now, even oh, yeah. more so than in the. Not even Robin Lopez is shooting a lot of three pointers in the preseason too. So Did he's you see been working Bender, on it. like that Bender, performance. He's, well, he's a three point shooter, so that I, seven one. That's interesting so though. Like, awesome. like who gets cut from this team too? Like, yeah. does Anadokounmpo th- th- Thanos <laughs> Thanasis, Thanasis yeah. does he get Thanethith. cut? Because he's a very good defender. Like. I don't know, like who gets. I think left he makes off? the team just to try to keep you think it honest. So? Yeah, and but then who he, gets? Who I don't gets think they would have paid him. DJ Wilson, he he's been hurt. No, he's a future MVP. But he's been hurt. According to Bucks, yeah, God, <laughs> Reddit, he's it. gonna be MVP. Wouldn't it be fun though to have two sets of brothers on the team? We That'd need the great. Lopez's and the Anastas. That would be pretty fun. But yeah, I agree with with kind of both of you. I mean, I think yes, I want to see the main pieces play less for sure. Especially when you have like games that you're you're supposed to win a lot, um, mm-hmm. a lot of teams that win uh, championships they they don't play their big big guys in those games against the lower teams. So I do want to see that a lot more. And I do think, kind of like you were saying, Andy, with veterans, this team is a nice blend of there's some young guys, there's guys in their prime now, kind of stars we've built around, but there there's a very nice veteran presence. There's a lot of guys who are, you know, like in their 30s now who have been in the NBA for 10 years. And I think when you have a lot of those guys, that makes it maybe a little easier to deal with media, all outside stuff, expectations. They've been through so much. They can kind of, you know, carry the young guys yeah. through any so they have rough stretches. W- they have one preseason game left, and then the season starts on the 24th against Houston. Big expectations in at that Houston, game. At Houston, right? Yep, at Houston against Westbrook and Harden, so... That'll be pretty interesting. I yeah. think the Bucks are much deeper than them, but you never know. No, it's Houston. No Bledsoe to guard Westbrook, though. Yeah, true. Yeah, Bledsoe's a great defender. You can't. You got to give it up for him on that stuff. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they start the season with with that game to lead off. But but yeah, we'll talk more for sure next time on the Bucks, right? Oh yeah. I feel pretty good. Almost almost great, but not quite. The reason I don't feel great is I still worry. The thing is my biggest concern is 
feel like we're missing a piece on offense. Specifically, someone who can either line up in the slot or attack the middle of the field. It seems like it's either Jimmy Graham or Bust. Geronimo Allison has been disappointing, except for like one drive of, was that the Eagles game where he had like two big catches? Do you feel like Randall Cobb would be a very good thing? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I really like, do. That's like the type of role where you just, that guy. When you get in those situations where it's like third and six, I just feel like we don't have a guy that can be the the guy who can run like the slant or the in over the middle. And a lot of teams that have better slot play just have those guys. It makes you wonder why they got rid of Davis. I'm, I'm still kind of confused by that move. Because we have a, a bunch of those type of guys. Yeah, I think he's still more Just of a, a guy. Yeah, but he was a small. He could have been moved into the slot, right? He wasn't tall I, I by any means. I, think, I don't know. It just it just was a weird. I move think to he's me. more of an outside receiver. So same with like MVS, and they play Adams outside. But I think Adams could be a slot guy, like a Fitzgerald, if they type. had a better option outside. I just from what I read from a bunch of different like writers from the Athletic and and ESPN and others, it just seems the Davis thing won. A little bit world is welcome, especially with the new coaching regime. And I don't think he was capable of like his route tree was not very big, yeah, and it wasn't going to get any bigger. Okay, I think John Elway came out and said the Broncos make no plans to move, but I think Emmanuel Sanders would be that like perfect kind of fit. But he just that got guy, hurt. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. yeah he just got hurt. How, how bad? I, I didn't watch. It. I think it was a knee. I don't know. I didn't I watch remember. much football. I know Cobb got Cobb was hurt this week too. Yeah. So Oh, can we trade for Cobb? Yeah. But but yeah, Mando Sanders got hurt. Uh, I don't know what the extent of the injury is. You guys can look that up. I'm still, yeah, concerned a little bit. I still am feeling good, but I'm not. You know, I, I I'm so glad the Packers won. Am, am I the only one that feels like between MBS and Allison there's a ridiculous amount of drops this year compared to past years? I I feel it just like feels like whenever like their hand like they just I don't know if it's hands not strong enough or the defenders play a good play but it just seems more and more like it's more prevalent that the fact that when a ball comes to either one of those two it's a fifty fifty shot whether they're gonna actually come down with it yeah or even and they're good throws it's not like they're like right there or if it is a tough catch you just kind of expect them to drop it to me Allison's been more noticeable I don't know mm-hmm. if I've really paid attention to that too much but. I've, I can remember a couple of Allisons that he's dropped, for yeah. sure. But yeah, which is why it's frustrating when you see him, like the, that, yeah, that was the Eagles, right? We had, like, the two catches long over the middle, and he jumped up and made a great catch, and then in the end zone, and it's like, like, oh, why can't you do that all season, Allison? Like, he'll show these flashes. But I, I don't trust, he's the one guy that plays regularly that I just don't trust. Makes you kind of feel that, they need Equinemius back, but anyway, he's a big guy who plays outside. Like, you don't have an inside guy, so that's true. Kumaro's Kumaro. He's just the Jeff Janis 2.0, I feel. Yeah, the white wide receiver that's just overhyped. Yeah. Will probably be on the Packers for five years, but never really do anything. <laughs> but I think you're, I think we're kind of stuck. I don't know if they make any moves. I, I It'd be tough for me to, to think that they would make a move, but. Yeah. That's something um, I'd like to talk about in the future as we get closer to the NFL trading deadline is if t- more teams will make moves and if you think teams should have more of the buyer-seller mentality like baseball. And it's been interesting the last couple of years, so we should see. I mean, I'm interested too to see what happens because there's a lot of teams that are 
quote unquote tanking. Yeah, can't so, we just offer for any of the Dolphins receivers? Right. They don't need them. They don't need any. They just lost either. the tank bolt just today. Give us, give us Devontae Parker, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll have the Devontae oh. offense. Yeah. Albert Wilson. Yeah. Smart as that guy. Yeah. We'll make it work. We'll put Devontae Parker out wide, put Devontae Adams in the slot sometimes. Jameson Crowder would be perfect. Yeah, he's another one. He'd be a good fit. Although, don't the Jets want to keep him? He, didn't he have like 14 catches week one? No. I don't know if he's done much since then, other than... Yeah, they're like, yeah he's been I solid. I eight or ten today. Yeah, he's been solid. Demarius yeah. has been out, so that's all he has. And Herndon is out until like week nine. But that's... Tight end, so that's... He's the only guy he can throw to. Yeah. That's the kind of guy, though. Yeah, Crowder is like a good example. If we could find a guy like that, I think it'd be perfect. I mean, the Cowboys defense has to be the worst, right? The thought... Packers beat him without Devontae. <laughs> And now they just lost the Jets without anything. Yeah. I mean, they have Bell, but, and they got Darnold back. But still, come on, it's the Jets. Well, How did they lose that game? That's crazy. Uh, they're 3-3 three and three now. Yep. That's great. They, look, are, they are who we thought they were. These NFC teams losing is great. The Rams are 3-3, three and three, the Cowboys yeah. are 3-3. Three and three, so. But the Niners are undefeated. Yeah. Uh, what a weird world. Hate the NFL. So much parody. <laughs> that makes it fun. It's true. Parody in the so, NFC, not the AFC. Yeah. So in honor of like the Steelers being up against the Chargers and Hodges having having a day, did you see the Mason Rudolph injury? Yes. No. Um, do you buy the NFL's uh, explanation that the cart, there was a backup cart that worked? No. No. Because it looked like he had no business walking. They had taken his face mask off. He took a helmet to the jaw. Yeah, tonight. Just, no, no. This, no this oh, speaking of helmets to the jaw. No, I just like how the player went to rush, rush at him. <laughs> they four flight. Four, <laughs> they just who that was that Juju? <laughs> no, it, yeah, maybe Juju. Yeah, I don't know who it was on the Steelers, but yeah, he got like targeted by four players though. The refs got to be careful with those flags because don't they usually load them with like BBs yeah. or something? What was that, Albert Brown? What was his name? Orlando Brown. Orlando yeah. Brown. They almost ju- went blind. Four refs just chucked the flag right at Juju Smith-Schuster because he, <laughs> he took a helmet-to-helmet hit as he's lying on the ground. Can we film with other things like Can they show know, rice the replay? or some other stuff like sand? I, I heard one guy filled it with like popcorn kernels to just be less like... How is that less? Popcorn kernels are hard. I don't know. It seems a little yeah, better, than rice, better, than, better than rice and BBs. Better than bead and lead to the eye. I think we did a pretty good job wrapping up everything you missed. Anything else you want to add? Uh, I was just on the BSN with Scooter and McBee podcast. It's a lot to say. They just started a Facebook page. You can follow them there. They talk about... Have they published to any... Baseball. Podcasting services? I told them it's not that hard. They're going to talk to you. Spotify. They have Podbean. I know, but I want to be able to listen to it on a actual playing. You can thing. you can catch it on uh, Spotify, BroncoSelect.com, iTunes, or uh, gas station pumps. <laughs> play, gas it, station pumps. It plays while you're gassing oh, up. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> podcast starts playing. GSN. Yeah, but yeah. No. <laughs> uh, uh, all kidding aside, though, it was a pretty interesting conversation about kids and and. Uh, when to shut them down for baseball and stuff. They actually talk about pretty good stuff. So if you are interested in kids' baseball mm. and uh, learning on more about what you should and shouldn't yeah. do, I yeah. really, I really, pretty good. I really hope parents take heed of that. Yeah. Yes. Like, we, there's a lot of specialists that we, we our organization had come in, and if you have any sport that has shoulder motion 
as in throwing, baseball, football being obviously prevalent, you have to shut them down for at least three. Three? Yeah, I was three months. I was at least two. I know just nationally there's been a rise in Tommy John surgeries for uh-huh. teenagers. And that's the strength of their backs, and it's not just the shoulder. Like, there's a lot of other things that go into slowing down your arm when you're pitching. Like, kids don't know how to do that. What's like That's the whole controversy now with the select traveling teams and things like that and playing all year long is, like, these kids never rest. And especially in our area, like, the boys that we have, a lot of them go on right from playing these traveling baseball games and whatever else, and they go right into football. And then they go right into off-season programs, and that's where the danger lies. Like, if after football, if you're going to go and play football, okay, you're not resting your arm at all, and then you're going to have to at that point. So now football's wrapping up for most of these kids, like end of October or into October. So that means the clock starts probably November. So November, December, if you're telling me three, January, that means you can't pick back up till February. Well, but then you got to think of basketball too. Not that that's a huge so, it's no, a shoulder I, it's, thing. It's, it's still something you have to be aware of. And the idea, like when they say shut it down, they mean shut it down. Like that's not playing catch occasionally in the in the backyard. No, it's it's done. The only thing you're supposed to really do with like over the head moment, like movements or whatever else, is to actually do strength training. Yeah, washing dishes, laundry. Yeah, homework. Yeah, homework. Pencil. No, I let my kid be a kid from August until December. Well, so. I, I just don't, I, I'm not going to force him to do something he doesn't want to do. So to. I don't have kids, so maybe I'm just way off base here, but in some ways, is it better to just get it out of the way? Like, remember when, when your kid just wanted to get chicken pox just to get out of the way early? Do you want your kid to just blow out his arms and <laughs> yeah. then fix it so they just get oh, that yeah, out of sure. the way? Yeah. It's never so the rest of his life, he <laughs> just has pain in his elbow. It's his <laughs> his UCL. When a tornado comes, he's just, ah, my elbow, I know a tornado's so coming. You, so but. UCLs are inevitably going to tear. You're going to have to see Dr. James Andrews anyway. So just get it out of the way. Just fire fastballs all year round until your arm goes out, and then you get the Tommy John, and you're Good as new, right? Yeah, <laughs> but all joking aside, Henry so Roaring, <laughs> Henry Roaring Gardner. You, you, <laughs> yeah. you bring up a point though, like Tommy John surgeries are on the rise for like high school age kids. Yeah. The, the, I think what's more startling is there's more statistics coming up now where kids are having to leave the sport altogether before they even get to an age where they should really be at their peak enjoying it because of injuries that they're sustaining in their shoulders and, and elbows to the fact that they can't rehab it and come back. Mm-hmm. But then why are you throwing curveballs and stuff? Are you saying that high stupid. school kids don't have as good of rehab programs as Major League Baseball? Yeah, <sighs> pretty sure. It depends on the high school you go to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'll go down to Florida. I bet you they have yeah, Dr. Yeah. Jamie hey. Andrews come in. All I'm saying is Brent Suter looked pretty good this year. <laughs> it's true. He did. We'll see how Knabel comes back. Uh, I'm guessing he's going to be superhuman. Yeah, most likely. It's like it's like those it's like those super programs like the baseball program like LeBron James and whatever else Dwayne Wade's kid are playing together in California like that's not even fair. The Hillside or whatever. whatever academy. If you have any weird sports injury you need solved, just Google Germany program. Or just that's, hey, that's just, why all the athletes disappear too and come back better you know, than ever. Better called doll. Yeah. <laughs> better called doll. You know, just just mail us. We'll tell you how to fix it. Mailbag at questionablereturns.com. Yeah, no, we want snail mail. <laughs> yeah, as our pre-podcast talk was about how we're all falling apart. <laughs> yeah. My neck. Do I need shoulder surgery? God. Do I need neck surgery? Hey, guys, guess what? My ankle's been hurting for, like, ever. <laughs> Months. Saw it off. It's not... I mean, my arm shakes every time I grab a coffee pot. <laughs> That's fine. Whatever. That's I am fine. falling... I'm Just get a cake up. 
Stop grabbing a whole pot. Take, oh. No. You gotta drink a whole pot. Yeah. And with that, goodbye, everybody. Hopefully we get to a better routine. Yeah. Though, as we mentioned last time, we're really, we're really coming to our own with the name. It's true. I almost hate to go back to every week because then people is, get somewhere to rhythm. We want to be questionable. Yeah, you kind of want people to miss. Yeah, for a little bit. Nah, this is fun. I that, do, I that. do think it's hilarious though. If you Google, so every time like anybody goes to like Google their oh questionable to return, like we're the first hit on Google. Yeah, if anybody has any SEO skills and wants to donate their time. Hmm, to if only we knew someone hmm. who did that for a living. They can offer his services for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, we're not trying to get big, right? Mm, I'd be okay with it. Until <laughs> <laughs> I can quit my job and do this. Well, yeah. That'd be good. I could just quit my job no matter what, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a little income I think I need to replace. Live in a van down by the river, but not wrong with that. I could live in a van as long as I was still allowed to come in your house to podcast and pet your dog. I'd be, I'd live a happy life. Had to give you a nice little warm welcome. Yeah, your dog, nice little dog. I probably like animals a little too much sometimes. That's okay. And cats and dogs are the I mean, best. They're the best. Place. Yeah, they're the best. We had to put our cat down. That was sad. That was really, that bummed me out. I had just seen her days before. Cut all this out. This is too depressing now. I <laughs> see the doctor. More meds. Depressing. And on that note, as always, uh-huh. Cowboys tears taste the best. <laughs> yeah, how hey, are they doing? Hey, after? nephew Peyton, let's not destroy another electronic device, okay? What just happened? <laughs> Thanethis. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Questionable to Return Sports Podcast. Send us your questions, read more about us, and more on our website, questionabletoreturn.com. Follow us on Twitter at Q2Return and Instagram at questionabletoreturn. You can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash questionabletoreturn. Follow each of the guys on Twitter for Andy at Andy, the number nine, M-A-N. Mike at Mike R. Daly and Pete at P. Cozy with a K, Junior Jr. Please consider giving us a five-star review as well as sharing us with someone you know. 